Thank God for you who can be online. Many people runs out of data, but we thank you that you can always tell others. You can always listen and watch and follow on Edgar Michael's podcast, which is free. And uh, But we thank God for our church that's tuned in, some of them that are still data. We're happy to have you on board, Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. This is greetings from me, your pastor, Edgar Michaels, and my wife, LP, Letitia Michaels, lady pastor, Letitia Michaels. We greet you. I greet also all my friends and colleagues and the wider body of Christ. This is our last teaching on uh, wake up to the countdown to the rapture. Hallelujah. This is part 14, and it's going to be powerful. Hallelujah. I can never uh, uh, exhaust or, or I can never uh, 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 get done with this topic because it is the volumes is too great. But I trust God that you are going to be blessed and you're going to be touched in a powerful way tonight. I want to show you the seven trumpets, the church trumpets. There are seven trumpets in Revelations, but those are trumpets that will be blown in the Great Tribulation. After the seven seals has been opened up, the seven seals, and then in the great tribulation, the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and then follow the seven plagues. But I believe because First Corinthians chapter 15, which we're going to read now, now, uh, uh, soon, uh, it speaks of the, uh, the rapture that will take place at the last trumpet. That trumpet, the Lord Jesus God himself will blow that trumpet and we will read. You can turn in the meantime towards that portion of scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and also 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. But let's pray. Father, I pray your anointing upon our teaching. We pray that you will touch hearts and people, that you will impart faith so that we can walk circumspectly in the fear of the Lord in purity as a virgin expecting the bridegroom to come, to long for his coming, to love his appearing. We thank you, Lord Jesus. You are getting ready to come and fetch us out of this evil. 
an ungodly world. But we are aware, Father God, that we still need to be the full testimony of Christ Jesus upon this earth and demonstrate His victory over sin, sickness, and death. Oh, Father, but we thank You that the coming of our Lord is at the door. We pray Your blessing upon our teaching that Christ be exalted. Oh, in the name of Jesus, let Your Holy Spirit come and help me to focus on that which is important and what is on your heart in Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, you also, for our own people and others, please tune in Sunday morning where I'm going to show you that Samson is a type of the, was a type of the church and the Bible states even at his death he killed 3,000 of the Philistines and we know at the day of Pentecost 3,000 souls came into the church. Hallelujah. But I'll show you that the book of Judges is where most of the church is up and down and just waiting for revival. We're not waiting for only a revival. We're waiting for a move of God. Not a yo-yo church up and down, but a move of God, which is around the corner. Hallelujah. And next week and, next week and Tuesday, please be tuned in. I'll start a new series and I will show you about uh, the kind of church that the remnant should be in and how to qualify to be part of the overcomers and the remnant. And we will have a study on the seven churches to the glory of God. But tonight, let go, let's go for it. This coronavirus has woken up the church, but not all of the church. <laughs> a few in the church have been woken up by this virus. It was like the ten with the church in all the universal church, the born against church, was like the ten virgins in Matthew chapter twenty five. We all fell asleep, but this thing has woken us up. And now that we are awake, and some don't want to wake up, they still want to sleep. But even the five foolish virgins, their problem was they woke up, but they had no oil. We want to be of those five wise virgins that were ready to welcome the bridegroom. Jesus Christ is the bridegroom. He is at the door. But we need the anointings of the oil of the Holy Spirit to be wise. Hallelujah. Wisdom is to unlock very, very difficult problems. Okay, wisdom is also to know the end from the beginning so that you can plan how to meet that end. And many people don't know how this end is going to be for the church and they don't worry, they want to sleep, they don't want to wake up, they don't want to change their lifestyle. But the wise, five wise virgins have changed their lifestyle, uh, stay in their purity being virgins, being filled with the Holy Spirit and being anointed with the Holy Spirit and have wisdom. Hallelujah. The wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So these five virgins had the fear of the Lord also and that gave them wisdom to the glory of God. So this coronavirus has 
shown us four or five things. Number one, that we need to be awake. Number two, like the virgins, five virgins. Number two, we need to have oil. Number three, we need to be anointed. And number four, we need to be ready as a bride for the Lord. The Bible says in Revelations chapter 19 that the bride has made herself ready. Not the Lord make you ready. Any bride will prepare herself for months, even going on a diet, uh, uh, treating her skin, her hair, uh, getting everything in place and in order. And the church, the church, my brother and sister, it is midnight. The virgins woke up and I can tell you, according to, you're going to see now, it is far past midnight. Okay, far past midnight. And the Bible says it was at midnight in Acts chapter 20 when Paul was preaching in the, on the third floor, the upper room, the third floor, that a young man who was sitting in the windowsill fell out of the windowsill to his death. Okay, so at midnight, Acts 20, we need to appreciate more the Lord, the Lord's Supper, the breaking of bread. We need to appreciate the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm speaking Acts 20, it is midnight. Okay, so we need to get back to the value of the cross, what Christ not only has done for us, but that we also should take up our cross and follow Him. The remnant, the overcomers, disciples are people who follow after Jesus. You don't walk in front of the Lord Jesus. You don't walk next to Him, but you walk behind Him. You are a follower of and two criteria for those who want to be followers. They must, Jesus said, Luke chapter 14, uh, a multitude was following him. He turned, uh, not following him, walking uh, next to him. And he, uh, and, and he stopped and he says, If any one of you want to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. And in Luke 19, you must take up your cross daily. What is your cross? Your cross is to die to your own will. It's where your will and God's will cross. The, this is the qualifications, a few of them, to be part of the bride. Hallelujah. To be overcomers, to be a, a part of the remnant to the glory of God. What is a remnant, Pastor Edgar? It's like the 300 men of Gideon. 32,000 were at the beginning prepared to go to war. And I can tell you the last day church will be a worrying church. Warriors. They will be militant. They will be soldiers to the glory of God. And a soldier is somebody consecrated to the mission. He don't worry if he live or if he die. The mission must be. Get accomplished. So out of the 32,000, after two tests, 
that God said Gideon must test them. Only 300 remain. My brother and sister, don't be fooled by the masses, the mega, the multitudes. Most of them are not even born again, truly born again. Because to be born again, you must repent of your sin. You must have accepted Jesus as you, not as your Savior, first as your Lord and your Savior. In other words, you must be of the throne and Christ must govern your life. That's true repentance. You are sheep and not a goat. You are uh, 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 not somebody that's a dog or a pig. As Jesus said, don't give the pearls and the treasures to dogs and to swine. They will turn around and tear you to pieces. And these are part of the people, the masses, that's part of the Antichrist. They come out of the church, but they are not really of the church. First John chapter 2 verse 18 will tell you. They will attack the true believers. They will attack the overcomers. They will attack the remnant. My, but my Lord, I tell you, let us be ready. The time is short. Okay? The Lord is coming for a mature bride, not for a little girl. Therefore, the fivefold ministers must see that the bride is beautified, that the bride is made ready. But it's not all even in the fivefold ministry that's awake. David picked five stones out of all the other stones. And why did he pick those stones? Because they were in the brook of water. It means water regularly flowed over those stones. And the stones jostled together so that sharp points can be cut away in their character. The, those who will qualify out of the fivefold ministers will be selected by our David. David means the word. David means the beloved. Jesus is the beloved of God and is the darling of our soul. He will select the five stones to the glory of God. And with those five stones, firstly, regular the word, the living word flow regular. The now word like water flow regularly over those five stones. Hallelujah. And it cuts away the fellowship with one another. Cuts away the rough edges in their character. Amen. And when they go through the air to, to Goliath or any kind of enemy, it goes aerodynamic. It goes smoothly through the air. Amen. Why five? Because there were five giants. David killed one, but he was ready for the other four of Goliath's brothers. If you follow and study the book in the Bible. And giants are principalities and powers. It's not demons. Demons are sissies. Demons are small things. But powerful. And the church is full of demons. Before we can overcome the giants, the principalities and the powers. The church first have to deal with the demons in the church. Wow. 
And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 that the seed that was sown, it grow extraordinary. And there was birds of the air in the tree. And the tree is the church. And the birds of the air, it's demons. And the Bible says in Matthew 13, and the woman, she worked leaven into the dough. And it speaks of a church that don't have Christ as the Lord, as the boss of the church, and don't have Christ as the head of the church, but it has teachings that is like leaven. Okay, it's like yeast. It caused the dough to swell up and to go out of proportions. And the church become a large place. And the standards is gone. And the yeast is penetrating the church. But the church that Jesus won will be like Esther. Mordecai raised up her Esther. She was an orphan. Uh, the church of the living God will forget its own family. It will forget its own parents. It will forget any other loves. Hallelujah. Not hating them. Jesus said, Luke chapter 14, those who want to build a tower, he says they must, they must check the cost. Amen. Then he says, those who hate their father, mother, brother, sister, and their own lives, they can be my disciples. Then he says, if you don't check out the cost for following me, stay at home, don't come after me, but it will cost you everything. It might cost mommy, daddy, and brother, not that you leave them, but they will think you up against them, because they will be of the world. If they are not born again, and if they're not zealous like you, they will try to stop you, and they will think you belong to a cult, because you sold out. Mordecai raised up Esther, and she was sold out to the cause. She obeyed her uncle. Her uncle's name Mordecai means consecrated. I speak of the fivefold ministers that are not dedicated, but they are consecrated. They are generals. They are commanders of the Esthers of God. And Esther means a star. The church of the last days will shine like a star. And a Hebrew name was Adasa, which means hidden treasure. The church of the last days will be full of treasures. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But Esther was a militant bride. She killed 13 of, of Israel's enemies. She saved them. She was somebody that knows about fasting. She knows about intercession. She knew that she had been called to the kingdom for a time such as this. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know what it is to fast? Do you know how, uh, to, how, what it is to intercede? Fasting means I put things aside for the interests of God. Food is less of importance. Sleep is less of importance. Loved ones is less of importance. Christ Jesus, you consume with Him. Hallelujah. 
And Esther found favor with the king. But there was her other bride, Vasti. She ate all the pleasures of the king. She had all the comfort of the palace. And this is the vast part of the church, full of prosperity, full of wealth, like the church of Laodicea, the last church. They say, we are rich. We have become wealthy, but they look warm and they cannot obey the king. Vasti, Esther was not the first choice. Vasti was the first choice, but she excused herself. As I normally preach to our church, I say Vasti showed off, but Esther showed up. Hallelujah. There are many in the church. They just want the blessings. They just want what Christ has for them. My brother and sister, we cannot only live in the gospel of the grace of God. That is what Christ has done for us. Tune in Sunday morning where I preach to you not the gospel of of grace, but the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And the gospel of the kingdom of heaven is what does the king want? Who are the enemies of the king? Hallelujah. And this gospel will be preached and demonstrated in all the world before the rapture takes place. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Say, killed 13. 13 is the number of rebellion. Two of those 13 wanted to assassinate the king, but Mordecai exposed them. There are enemies that fight Christ Jesus. We need to kill them. Can I tell you who they are? It's the spirit of the Antichrist. It's the spirit of of enemies of the cross. They don't teach or preach the cross. They get upset if you preach the cross. They are enemies of the anointing. The anointing is higher than speaking in tongues. It is a higher price, my brother, to pay for the anointing. Can I give you some steps in Luke chapter 4? Chapter 3, the Bible says they were born of the Spirit. Number 2, they were baptized in the Spirit. Number 3, Luke chapter 4, they were filled with the Spirit. Number 4, Luke chapter 4, they had the power of the Spirit. Number 5, Luke chapter 4, and the Bible says, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me, and this is the favorable. There I gave you already five steps to the anointing. No, people want to speak about the anointing and live sinful lives full of idols, full of, of weaknesses, and think they are anointed. There are also strange fire in the church, as Leviticus chapter 10 says, the uh, Aaron's sons, they came with strange fire, and God caused them to drop dead. Man, there are strange fire in the church. Fire with wool, uh, priests with woolen clothes. With Jesus said, the Bible says, don't come with wool in my presence. Don't come with sweat in my presence. Soul is power in the music, in the band, in the prayer, in the preaching, but not the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm preaching tonight. Hallelujah. I'm telling you now. God is looking for an Esther. I gave you a little bit of foretaste to show you what is going to happen. 
before the rapture. I'll show you now later on in our teachings that we are at the fifth trumpet right now. There's two to go. Hallelujah. Are you eager to hear and to know? Before we get that, let me read you First Thessalonians chapter 4 and I'll read you the scripture of the trumpet hell and the rapture. Here we go. And let me first tell you before I forget, uh, our series was based on Isaiah 21 verse 11 and 12 with this, as the watchman. I told you now that these ten virgins woke up and here's a watchman in Isaiah 21 verse 11. Uh, and they asked the watchman, how far is the night? He says, the morning comes and also the night. He said, why don't you ask? If you want to ask, I'll tell you what is the answer. You need to come back to God. And the morning comes, speaks of the rapture. But after the rapture, it's the great tribulation. It is night. It, and we are now at the fifth trumpet. I'm going to show you now. Hallelujah. For those who are awake. Those who are asleep. Many people don't like teaching. Do you know? <laughs> Can I tell you? It's, it's because people are hooked on, 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 on cream crackers. On mari biscuits. On preaching that is sweat. And people jump around and shout. And speak with a high pitch. Men. Those are for children with rattles. Men, you need teaching. Amen. And I show you the importance of teaching. It feeds you. Hallelujah. Amen. You must, you must listen to preaching. That when the person preach, it's like the words of God. Hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. I'm showing to you. That at the, the morning star is about to appear. Three times in the Bible, Jesus is pictured at the rapture. He comes as the morning star. That is in Second Peter chapter 2. He says we must take heed to prophecy. I'm quoting. Until in this dark world, we must take heed to prophecy. Until the morning star arises within our hearts. Then in Revelation chapter 2, the Bible says the overcomers is promise, the morning star. And then in Revelation 22, the Bible says the morning star is on his way. Christ Jesus will announce to this world that the night is nearly over, but he will announce it at the rapture. Amen. Hallelujah. Here I'm reading to you the trumpet. Hallelujah. And then I'll show you quickly. Praise God. The seven trumpets. Hallelujah. And please tune in. And, and please listen carefully. Hallelujah. Because I want to show you too. There are four winds that God is holding back. And it's about to be released. And it will bring great other plagues and other disasters. Upon the earth. And I want to show you. That Enoch. Is a, the type. Of the rapture. And I wish to show you tonight. That Enoch is one of those two witnesses. That will, we will see. Demonstrating the power of God. 
in the earth just before the rapture. Amen. He's actually one of three witnesses. Because in Revelation chapter 11, it speaks of two witnesses that will come in the great tribulation. But now already, just like we see the spirit of the, of the four horses, I'll show you also the spirit of the four winds blowing. And I'll show you the spirit of the three witnesses. That will conclude our study tonight and on this series of studies. But I'm reading to you 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 13. But we do not want you to be uninformed brethren or ignorant. You know, many people are ignorant. The Bible tells you specifically. The Bible don't want you to be ignorant. Even when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, the Apostle Paul will say, brethren, when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, God don't want you to be ignorant. Do you know the church is ignorant about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit? Because of a lack of teaching. Lack most mostly motivational talks. One scripture and there the person talk and jump around and don't point you to the scriptures, the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. But, uh, it says verse 13, but I do not want you to be uninformed brethren about those who are asleep that you may not grieve as the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, yes, this is the true Lord Jesus, that he died and he rose again. Hallelujah. Even so, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Hallelujah. Only those who have died in Christ, born again people, the Lord will bring their spirits with him so that their spirits go into the dead bones and they will be caught up first to meet the Lord where? In the air. At the second coming, he comes right unto the earth, put his foot on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem from where he will put up his headquarters after the great tribulation. But here he comes in mid-air and pick up, it's like a bridegroom that's already in the church building on the day of the ceremony of the bride, of the marriage. As they play, here comes the bride. He don't walk right outside to the outside of the church. No, he meet the halfway and take her to the altar. So Christ Jesus will meet us halfway in mid heaven and take us to the altar of God in heaven. And somebody will ask, who gives this bride to this man, Christ Jesus, the bridegroom, who gives this bride? And the Holy Spirit will say, I worked and called her out of the world, and I purified her, and I beautified her, and I made her ready. I give this bride. To this man. Hallelujah. What a romantic story. And this story is in hidden form. Even in Genesis chapter 2. Hallelujah. Where Adam fell asleep. And the Lord brought Eve to Adam. And when Adam woke up. He said this is bone of my bone. And flesh of my flesh. Hallelujah. I'm reading here verse 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord. In other words, you can back 
and put your life on this fact, the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not proceed those who have fallen asleep. In other words, those who have fallen asleep will first meet the Lord in the air. And that word coming, let me explain it. The word in Greek is parousia. The word is parousia. The Lord, the rapture is the parousia. Parousia means a king, a ma- somebody of, maj- of majesty is present. Hallelujah. Somebody of majesty is present. The king of kings, the Lord of lords is here. Hallelujah. He will announce he is here now, presently at the rapture. Hallelujah. Verse 16. For the Lord himself, not an angel, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. Do you see there? Not the trumpet of angels, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord where? On the ground to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Verse 18. Therefore comfort one another with these words. How can you comfort people if you're going to tell them the, the plagues of the great tribulation. And we must still go through that before Jesus is going to come. Where the Bible says in the great tribulation for five months people will seek to die. So great is the plagues and, 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 and severe and of horror is the time. For five months they will seek to die. But for five months they cannot die. How can you comfort people? And tell them we must first see the Antichrist. We first going to go through the plagues. And the trumpets. My Lord. No. The, the church. The rapture is the hope of the church. It's called the blessed hope. Amen. Titus chapter 2. It is called the ble- And these people who are anti-rapture. And these people who are uh, replacement theology. And these people in the church who are anti-Semitic. Who are against the Jews and don't believe in the plans of God of Jerusalem and all of that. And tells us that we we are Israel today. My brother and sister, don't believe such messages. These are people that Paul warned about in Romans chapter 11. That they will become arrogant and they will forget that it is the root that keeps us and not we the branches that keeps us we are israel is the root hey my lord all prophets are jews my our savior is a jew hallelujah how can we deny this the bible says there's a curse upon those who curse abram Seed and there are a blessing upon those who bless Abram's seed. Don't you worry of their unbelief. Many of them are atheists, but God says it's not because of them. I will be gracious to them because of what their fathers have done for me. What Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, Daniel, David, Jeremiah, Isaiah, what the Savior and Paul and Peter, all are Jews. 
Jews, do you think God will neglect his promises? You must be crazy. And you are. You are twisted. If you believe such things. My Lord. This is the blessed hope. First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 15 please. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15. Yeah I'll show you. It is the last trumpet. The rapture. And before the last, I'll run to you, through to you the five trumpets. And I can even suggest to you what I think is the sixth trumpet that's on its way. Are you waiting? Are you eagerly waiting? Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 15. I'm reading to you verse 51. And when the Bible says, I tell you a mystery. It means this was not revealed in the Old Testament. The prophets Daniel and all of them. They didn't even know of the 2,000 years of the presence of the church upon the earth. Even the Bible. Why do I say that? If you read Daniel chapter 9. There the Lord said to Daniel. Their Messiah will come. And the people that govern the world. The Romans. They will cut off the Messiah. And then the Lord immediately in the next verse, don't say, Daniel, there will be 2,000 years after the next verse. No, the Lord goes immediately into the next verse, that these Romans will make a covenant with somebody for seven, for seven years. And in the middle of the seven years, he won't keep his word and all y'all will break loose. Because Daniel did not know about this time. It was a mystery. The church is a mystery. Hallelujah. And many, to many even in the church. The church is still a mystery. Therefore many in the church think the church is the kingdom of God. Many in the church say the time of church is over. It's the time of the kingdom. It's not true. It's not true. The kingdom is in the church. But it's the kingdom of heaven. Not the kingdom of the earth. The Jews will usher in the kingdom and the peace upon the earth. No. We are here to take over the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean Edgar? We need to be spiritual. Our blessings are spiritual. Ephesians the six chapters of Ephesians will tell you about the mystery of the church. Please be tuned in next week and Tuesday that I explain to you the mystery of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible will tell you in Ephesians chapter 1 that we are blessed with all material blessings. With all spiritual blessings. Amen. It doesn't mean we won't be blessed materialistic. No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that's not our focus. That's not our desire. We are blessed. And our, our, you know when the mission of the church will be finished? When we just lock Satan's kingdom out of the second heavens. That's the ultimate goal. Threefold. Bride. Secondly, an army. And thirdly, dominion in the heavenlies. That we clear for God the heavenlies. Because this world is governed from fallen angels over nations. Under them, deep these principalities, they have demons that operate in the earth. Fallen angels are not demons. There's a vast difference between them. 
and many are confused because of being so earthly minded and worried about material blessings we don't concentrate Paul says we must think about the things that's above and set our minds on things above hey it's the spirit world that governs the material world and the church's duty is to govern the spiritual world and when we govern the spiritual world we are governing the earthly world too to the glory of God that's a little bit of our calling but let me rush and show you the trumpet year hallelujah verse 51 of 1st Corinthians chapter 15 hallelujah are you there behold I tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be trans in a moment in a twinkling of an eye did I tell you at the second coming the Bible says every eye shall see him but seven years before the second coming, he will come in a twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, last trumpet, for the trumpets will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be chains. Can I encourage you and divert a little bit? Verse 51 is what we should do, every believer. You should be, verse 51, we should be steadfast. We should be immovable. We should, verse 58, we should be always abounding in the work of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, as this lockdown comes to a close, but even now with our cell phones and social media, we should work for God. Because when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not your degrees, your university certificates. It's not your, your, your five-star house and your three-story house. It's not your jacuzzis or your suits or your, or your Bentleys or, or Mercedes Benz. It will be of no worth. No worth. It's what we have done for Christ. It's the work. These things have fooled the church. These wrong uh, replacement theology and kingdom now and, and, and dominion now. No, these things have robbed the church of its hope and its focus. Which we will be rewarded as the seven churches. The Lord says, I know your works, not I know your degrees. As I like to say in our church, there's no trailer behind the hearse, my brothers. There's no trailer behind the hearse. Naked you came into the world. Naked you will go. You cannot put your suits in the trailer. You cannot put your house in the trailer. It when we stand before the Lord, it will be about our works. We will stand astonished. Those who've been impressive in the world. Whoa, my brothers and sisters. They will have little, may have little reward. Those who have been the high flyers. It's what you have done for the Lord. And your work of the Lord, knowing that your work in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah. Can I give you quickly the seven trumpets for the church? Different. Number one, the first trumpet was the trumpet when Martin Luther left the Roman Catholic Church, the Babylon, the harlot. Do you hear me? That in 1517 was a loud loud trumpet to the world what is this hey blood flowed 
Because the Bible says the harlot is drunk with the blood of the saints. Revelations chapter 15. And she has daughters. In other words, church setups that came out of, of, of the Reformation. Martin Luther's trumpet is called the Reformation. It is, means back to the original state of the church. The second trumpet is the Azusa trumpet. In 1904, there was no tongues or the gifts of the Spirit disappeared out of the church. But a black man with the surname of Seymour, he was sitting outside of a white church listening to preaching because in segregation in America, he was not allowed to come in. But the preacher said he can sit outside and he caught the fire. Hallelujah. Took it to other place and preached and the fire fell and the people spoke in tongues. Hallelujah. The Azusa Street from there, John G. Lake, Alexander Dowie and all those men came. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord before that even uh, John Wesley and all of the mighty move of God. That's the second trumpet. Are you with me? Amen. The third trumpet. Is 1948 when Israel, the rebirth of Israel, and the land was given back to them. 1948 and 1967, the Six Day War, when after over 2,000 years, the whole of Jerusalem was back in the hands of of the Jews 1967 are you with me and 1948 are you with me that was the third trumpet but these trumpets only people can hear who has an ear for the spirit of God and who are awake of what's going on others will take it and just take it off as something nonsense but God was announcing loud and clear that people after 2,000 years, Jews scattered around the world, they didn't lose their culture, they didn't lose their identity, they didn't lose their uh, uh, traditions, they were back there. And the world and the Arab world were cr went crazy and tried to wipe them off the face of the earth. But with a few, they conquered everyone up till now because the God of Israel don't don't slumber nor sleep that's the third trumpet the fourth one was 9-11 loud and clear God spoke to America to the world and everybody even I had some time when I heard over the radio that an aircraft flew into a, 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 a tower in America, New York. The financial capital. The Federal Bank of the United States. Of a reserve bank. Wow. And I saw the second plane coming. After about a few minutes. And went in. It was crazy. It changed the world. These trumpets changed the world. Martin Luther's trumpet changed the world. The Reformation. 
the Azusa Street brought Pentecost back into the church. I'm going to show you now. We are waiting for the third reformation. The first one was Martin Luther. The second reformation was the Azusa Street. Pentecost is real. I know, I know it's real. And the first reformation brought back the priesthood of the believer. The second reformation of Pentecost brought back the prophetic uh, mantle back to the church. The third one will bring the kingship back. And it's around the corner. The third reformation. A third. And this outpouring will be in three phases. That's around the corner. Wait, I'll give it now to you. To the glory of God. Are you blessed? As I am blessed. Hallelujah. Let's get back. The fourth trumpet. 9-11. And I wish I can say more about that. I think I'll say more about that now. If God reminds me. But I want to show you. During the, the fourth. Let me say. The fourth trumpet. 9-11. It happened 19 years after 19, uh, 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 it happened, uh, 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 I'll leave that out. But I wanted to show you how the 19s work. Okay? Are you with me? Are you, you, do you follow me? Praise God. But I, uh, let, let's leave that because of time. But I want to show you that after 9-11, 19 years after that, because it happens in 2001, 19 years after that, here we are, 2020. And let me tell you, the, the, the fifth trumpet is the coronavirus. Where is it in the Bible? I'll show you now where 9-11 is in the Bible for your own study. Okay? Where the towers fall. Praise God. You can turn in the meantime to Isaiah chapter 30 and I'll show you now there where the towers fall. And what God wanted to say to the world but I'm here by the fifth trumpet. The fifth trumpet is threefold. Number one of the three, A, is the coronavirus. And number two, Jerusalem was loudly announced in 2018, 2019, that it's the God-given capital to Israel. And America even moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Wow. Praise God. Jerusalem is the capital. Hey, and if you still doubt what's God's plans with the USA, you look at this word Jerusalem in the middle is USA. You must be asleep like the five foolish virgins if you don't wake up, if you are not alert. If you're not saying we must trim our lamps, we must get full of the oil of the Holy Spirit, extra virgin oil, not cooking oil, not fish oil, not a cheap oil. This, this oil demands a price from us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And the last reformation oil speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I said threefold. Let me not run ahead of time. Number one is the coronavirus. Number two is Jerusalem. And number three is Donald Trump. Where do you find Donald Trump in the Bible? 
Isaiah 45, I showed you in the Bible, Isaiah 45, and Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States of America, and in Isaiah 45, God says, I've called you by name. What is the name? Trumpet! Trumpet! Donald Trump! Wow! Amen! And then in verse, and in in uh, uh, Isaiah 45, he says, I've called you by your surname. Your surname. The, the, uh, it states there in the King James Version. Other, other translations said, by a title. A title means the president of the superpower of the world. Hey, and God says, you are like a Cyrus. Hey, and when Donald Trump gave them and, and, and acknowledge that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Man, the Bible says, or, 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 or even the Jews, they, they, they produce a coin. And on one side of the coin is the uh, name Cyrus. And on the other side is the, the face of Donald Trump. What does this tell us? You must be asleep. If you don't see God speaking, but only those who are prepared to deny themselves, only those who are, who are truly born again will heed the call. Don't listen to the majority. It's a remnant. It's the overcomers. Hallelujah. It's they that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Pastor Edgar, that's the fifth trumpet. What is the sixth one before the seventh? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The third reformation. And just like this, the fifth one is in three categories. This one will come in three categories. Can I tell you what I see, foresee happening around the corner? It's number one. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit to repentance. With the Holy Spirit, Jesus says when He comes, He will convict the world, the church, of three things. Of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Hey, Acts chapter 2 where Peter says this in the last days. He quote Joel chapter 2. And Joel chapter 2 don't say the last days. Joel chapter 2 says, after this I will pour out my Spirit. Upon all, all flesh. What after what Joel? After the church in Joel chapter 2. Has repented. Because Joel chapter 2 says twice. Blow the trumpet in Zion. And then he described. Four types of locusts. That is, re, that is released into the earth. And many, because not studying context, think it's God's spiritual army. No, it is demons. It is demons. And the church need to repent. And the people of God need to get deliverance from demons. Hey, evil demons of lust. Demons of depression, demons of pride, demons of heaviness, demons of stubbornness. Man, they, I, listen, I have driven out many demons out of believers. They are not demon possessed, don't get me wrong. But demon influenced. Are you with me? When the Bible says don't give room to the devil. 
What does that mean? A believer can give place to the devil. And then the devil is in there. Do you hear me? People that are hooked on doctrines of demons. Demons. They need deliverance. I prayed the other uh, a year or so ago to a brother who nearly fell into a, a doctrine of demons. He closed his whole business uh, on a Saturday because he believed Saturday is God's day. And he swallowed all those teaching. And some other pastors asked me, Edgar, come and help this brother. His wife is going to leave him even because he's hooked in this doctrine. I went there. I cleared his mind. He repented. I prayed for him. Two weeks after that, he met me. He said to me, Pastor Edgar, when you pray that I confess that I'm wrong, you know what? A demon left me. A demon came out of me. So there are demons with false teaching. And many people are in the church like that. So the first phase of the sixth trumpet is blow the trumpet in Zion. Read Joel chapter 2. The church can wait and wait. It's time to repent. Can I give you three keys to a move of God? Humility. Holiness. Hunger. Do you hear me? Hunger. Did I give you three keys to, to a change? Humble yourself. Don't wait for God and other things to humble you. Humble yourself. Amen. And number two. Strive after holiness. And number three, have hunger. The hungry be filled with good things. But the rich is sent away. That's the first phase. The second phase ah, is the outpouring of fire. Hallelujah. That will bring passion. Passion. The third outpouring will be power and dominion to the glory of Amen. Power. And then Pastor Edgar, what is the last trumpet? Can I tell you? The last trumpet is dominion over death. Dominion. Even the rapture is a display of dominion over Satan himself. Do you hear me? Over Satan himself. Because Satan brought death into the world. But before the rapture, that dominion anointing Will kill all forms of death. Death preaching. Death worship. Death prayer meetings. All forms of death. All forms of incurable diseases. I tell you even the dead will be raised up. Hey. I've got a book here of uh, Smith Wiggles. Where that race about over 20 people out of death. Amen. John G. Lake. They put the bobenic uh, uh, virus on his hand. He died. And God said to a great, through a great prophet of God, it's alive. God wants to release now in the midst of this virus that brings death. God wants to release now the mantle of John G. Lake. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. With Psalm 91 tells us. That no cobra, no pandemic, no virus will come near your house. That the angels of the Lord will protect you. We are waiting for angelic 
intervention. Angels working with the church. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1. It is here. It is around the corner. Hallelujah. Can I give you quickly about the, 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 the uh, uh, um, 9-11. Please read, read about it in Isaiah 30. Where it speaks of the towers falling. And a great slaughter that took place. If you read the whole chapter, please do so. God will tell you his purpose was that the church should come to repentance and turn from their wicked ways. But on 9-11, four winds were revealed, uh, a release. Please read it in uh, Revelation chapter 7. Because of time, I'm still going to move about 10 more minutes. Amen. And because I want to close. Praise the Lord with our whole series of teaching. Wake up to the countdown to the rapture. Follow me please. Very, very important. Very important because these four winds is about to be released very, very soon. Revelation chapter 7. God said to the angels. Uh, he said, hold on to those four winds until I mark. My remnant and overcomers. There it was Jews. 12,000 out of every tribe. Which come to 144,000. And that is still going to happen. After the church is gone. But as, it, as I showed you. That the spirit of the great tribulation is here. When it comes to the four horses. I show you that now that the spirit of the trumpets is here. I just showed you about the seven trumpets. At the last trumpet, we will be gone. Death will be, even death will be so defeated that a large part of the church, everyone will leave the earth apart from death. We won't even die. We will leave the earth alive like Enoch. And I will show you now. After the four winds where Enoch and how we need to follow the example of Enoch. Hallelujah. Here's the four winds. Amen. 9-11. Men took four of America's four aircrafts. Which are the four winds. One of the aircrafts was on its way to the White House. That's the government wind. Do you hear me? They diverted that aircraft and it ended off in Pennsylvania. Do you hear me? But it was the wind of the government. The second wind is the aircraft was on its way to the Pentagon. And that's America's military headquarters. Hey, are you, do you hear me? That's the military wind. Amen. And then the third wind. Went into the Twin Towers in New York. That's eco uh, the economical wind. Wow. And the people that did this. In the, was in the name of their God that they did this. These Arabs. They did it. In other words, that was the religious wind. The Antichrist wind. Do you see that? And, but the Lord says, oh, it was released 9-11. But the Lord says, hold on to it. Because I tell you, when the economical wind blows, I tell you, businesses will close. The interest rate must just go up a little bit. 
then people's houses will be repossessed. People will lose their jobs. Cars will be repossessed. The economies of the world will fall apart. It will fall. This coronavirus has already nearly broke and it closed many businesses. And people are in their millions out of jobs. But the Lord says, hold unto that economical wind. Hold unto it. Wow. And the wind of war. Hey, the plane that was on its way to the Pentagon. And governments will fall apart with lawlessness, corruption in governments across the world. That the masses even... In, in, in the Arab state stands up. Even in Hong Kong, in Taiwan, and in many places, people are overthrowing governments. The Lord says, hold unto the government wind. Do you see these four winds? And we see ISIS. We see the, 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 the religious wind blowing little bit where ISIS are beheading people, where, where Christianity, they want to wipe it out in the Middle East. The Lord says it's only the beginning. Hold unto the wind. You know where will it be released? Revelation chapter 9. The Lord says it's for the hour, the minute, and the year, the month, the hour, exactly. And it will be released where? By the river Euphrates. You know where the river Euphrates? What countries are there? That is Iraq and Iran. And Iran with Russia, with Turkey, with Syria. They are all there in Syria. It's nearly time that the yell break loose on this earth. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, are you with me? And it was there by the Euphrates River, the Tigris River, where the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden was there, where Iraq and Iran, it must be somewhere there. I'm telling you, because in Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says these river flow in Eden. And it was in Eden that Satan made his entrance into the world. And it will be from there that death will spread upon the world. Death. Do you hear me? He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let me get to Enoch. Please read about Enoch in Genesis chapter 5. There you will read, Enoch was 65 years old when he begot Methuselah. Something happened at the birth of this child. Because the name of the child means when it dies, it will come. The judgment will come. That's what the name Methuselah means. Do you hear me? And the Bible says of Methuselah, he lived 969 years 31 years short of a millennium. Hey, I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, we in 2020. And I told you they didn't uh, count the 31 and a half, the 33 and a half years that Jesus was upon the earth. They only counted it after he left the earth. If you put 2,000, if you put 33 and a half years by the 20, 
you will get there is not many years left. And I tell you, Jesus, after 30 years of age, he rocked the world in three and a half years. I tell you, the church is going to rock the world the last three and a half years. It will be like Jesus that's upon the earth through the body of Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But I'm showing you a mystery. Enoch. 65 years, God said to him, the end is near. And then the Bible says, you walked with God for 300 years. Wow. And if you add the 300 years with the 65, you get to, uh, when he left the earth with the rapture, he was 365 years old. What does God want to say to us through the 365? Do you know that? There's 365 days in a year. Wow. Can I tell you what I see in that? I see that the church of the rapture will at least for a year, like Enoch, they will walk 365 days with Jesus. It will be a tremendous move of God for the last year of the church upon the earth and do you know the astonishing thing is that when the Genesis was written the uh, our calendar even just after the Romans changed our calendar to 12 months we only had 10 months in other words it was not 365 days in a month it was 10 months in a year December is the number 10. So December was the 10th month. November was the 9th month. Wow, the Romans added these two months to our calendar after the name of uh, Augustus Caesar. So August came in. And Julius Caesar. So July is called after Julius Caesar. They added the two months. But uh, already the God of Israel, our God in Genesis chapter 5 knew that our year calendar will be 365 days. Wow, what a shock. This is for those who have ears to hear and who can to what's going to happen. Five more minutes and I'm through. Hallelujah. Please read Jude chapter uh, chapter 1. There's only one chapter in Jude. I'm quoting because of time. And it will say to you. When the church will move like Enoch. Because it's in Jude and in Hebrews chapter 11. That the Bible speaks of Enoch. Wow. I'm quoting Jude. The Bible says before Jude. Woe to those who go the way of Cain. Woe to those who are running after money like Balaam. Woe to those who are like Kura. And then it says, Enoch prophesied about these people. Enoch the seventh after Adam. The seventh. It speaks of the seven churches. Wow. It speaks of the seven churches. My Lord. And he says, what, what does it say of Enoch? He walked with God. It will be a church that walk. You cannot walk with God and walk with sin. 
You cannot walk with God and walk with idols. You cannot walk with God and walk with dead Christianity. You cannot walk with God and walk after the flesh. No, the church of Esther, like Esther, will walk with God. Hallelujah. Number two, Enoch prophesied. It will be a church full of prophecy. The Bible says, the verse in Jude says about five, seven times, it will be a time of ungodliness. Do you hear me? And then Hebrews chapter 11, uh, the Bible says, by by faith Enoch was caught up not to see death. Do you hear me? There are many who don't believe in the rapture. They don't hear the voice of the rapture. But faith comes by hearing. The Enoch church will hear and are hearing and listening to this kind of preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then the Bible says, before he was taken up, he had a witness that he was pleasing God. Man, the church of the rapture will have a witness inside of them. Jesus is coming. They will have a witness inside of them that they're pleasing God. And then it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. He who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. My brothers and sisters, I'm nearly finished. It's time to seek the Lord. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7 says, The end of all things is at hand. So be sober so that you can pray. Don't let anybody steal away your prayer life, your time alone with God. Hallelujah. And then 1 Peter chapter 4 after verse 7, verse 17 says, It's time for judgment to begin in the house of God. Anyone who don't preach about judgment and God's standard are not men of God. God is a God. When last did you hear of God's judgments? And let me close by saying to you, these three witnesses will be upon the face of the earth. Revelations 11, it says these two, this is the spirit of the great tribulation. In the great tribulation, the Bible speaks of Elijah will come and Enoch will come. It's actually those two because they have didn't die or as yet. And the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. It's not so much really Moses, but Moses is also there in Revelations 11. Can I tell you, these three great anointings will be upon the earth. Moses anointing, the anointing of the apostles. Elijah's anointing, the anointing of the prophets. Enoch's anointing, the anointing of teaching. Those three out of the five are the main powerful ones preparing the bride. The evangelists go and get them out of the world. The pastor just take care and, care and look well after them. But these three, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 28 says, God has set in the church first apostles, second prophets, Third teachers, there you have Revelations 11, the three main ministries to the glory of God. Can I end out serious and tell you, the, 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 the teacher, Enoch, will prepare the bride 
Elijah will prepare the army. And Moses prepare the dominion in the church to the glory of God. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Count the years as months. Count the months as weeks. Count the weeks as days. Any day now, we'll be going home. May God bless you. Watchman of Fies the Night. I tell you, the morning comes. And also the night. If you want to ask, my answer will be, it's time to get back to God. And like Esther, consecrate your life on the altar for Jesus Christ. And know about fasting and prayer and intercession. Get yourself a Mordecai, a consecrated fivefold ministries. And flow with the Spirit of God. Don't get stuck in a pool, but flow in the river. Don't fit in, but stand out. Don't follow the crowd, but follow the cloud. God bless you. Me and my wife, Lady Pastor Letitia, I'm Edgar Michaels. We love you. We hope and see that you tune in next Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday 6.30 to the glory of God. And please, if you can, Follow us 9 o'clock Sunday morning powerfully or, 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 or get yourself into Pop Edgar Michael's podcast. God bless you. In the name of the Father, the Son, receive the Holy Spirit, the anointing. Father, I bless everyone who have listened tonight. Please pray this prayer with me as you commit yourself to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I regret all my sins. I turn away from my sins. I turn from idols. From Satan and the world. I turn from my self-will. And I submit myself. To Jesus Christ as my Lord. And as my Savior. Wash me in the precious blood. Of Jesus Christ. Make me a child of God. I receive now. Jesus Christ. As my Lord and Savior. Into my life. Heavenly Father. I want to be part of the bride of Christ. I'm making myself ready. I beautify myself. To be part of the bride of Christ. I want to be like Esther, a star for Jesus, full of the treasures of the King of Kings. Thank you for your word. Purify me. And Jesus, I love you. I long for your coming. I want to see you face to face. Help me to work hard for you and to do my best in Jesus' name. Amen. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, be bless you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be blessed. In Jesus' name, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get the fire. Get the authority. Get the oil of the Holy Spirit. And be ready to meet the bridegroom. 
in the name of the Father, the Son, let the sweet Holy Spirit be your portion and stay in fellowship with him, the Holy Spirit, that are busy preparing the bride for Jesus. God bless you. Love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Think about it these last few moments. It won't be long. Then we'll be leaving.